This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And welcome to the best show on your radio. You know it better. It's Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. I'm Freddie Coleman. He's Harry Douglas. Thanks for joining us on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. And always, always, always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. In 10 minutes, a Hall of Fame quarterback has a piece of advice for the Pittsburgh Steelers when it comes to the current quarterback. That comes your way in about 10 minutes. But we bring in our man, Devin Kane. We're going to do a little NFL offseason bold predictions. Devin's going to let us know the situations and if he believes that the prediction has some merit or we look at Devin and say, you're completely mad out of your behind. So Devin Kane, the floor is yours. A little NFL offseason bold predictions right now on ESPN Radio. All right, Fred, let's start with you. The Vikings will let Kirk Cousins walk. Is that too bold of a prediction? No, it's not because you still got to gauge against the fact that He's a quarterback that's going to turn 36 years of age later on this year, and he's coming off a torn Achilles from last year. That's not to say he can't do it, but what is that going to look like? Because even he's had some kind of reservations wondering how ready is he going to be. And if he's not ready at the beginning of the season, what if you draft a quarterback or bring in somebody else and that person is playing, playing at an extremely wonderful level? Then you commit a guaranteed money potential to Kirk Cousins. So I don't think... That's too bold a prediction, Harry, about the Vikings letting Kirk Cousins walk. No, I agree with you. I think the best place for Kirk, for Kirk Cousins is the Minnesota Vikings, but I don't think it would be bold if they decide to let him walk. Something else to keep in mind, head coach for the Atlanta Falcons, Raheem Morris. In 2012, he was coaching in the secondary for the Washington Commanders. He is now the head coach for the Atlanta Falcons. So he was there with Kirk Cousins for a few years. So if it's anyone that understands him in and out, it would be head coach Raheem Morris. Just thought I'd throw that, throw that out there. Okay. All right, HD, the New York Giants will trade up in the draft for a quarterback. Too bold of a prediction? Don't hurt him now. No, 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 no. That's, that's not too bold. I feel like that's what they should actually do. I don't believe that Daniel Jones is the guy for their franchise. Daniel Jones has had multiple opportunities to showcase his talents and show what he can do. Um, he had one good year. I'm not going to say great year because I believe a lot of that came off of Saquon and his availability and being able to put that team on his back. Mm -hmm. But for Daniel Jones, he can't remain healthy. We got to remember, he just tore his ACL in November, y'all. In August, that would be nine months. Are you going to feel, Devin, comfortable with your quarterback Nine months removed from an ACL for the 2024 season. No. With Daniel Jones. I won't. Okay. There you go. He's going to earn $35.5 million in guaranteed money in 2024. Woo. The Giants are not going to trade it for a quarterback because they still want to see exactly that kind of guaranteed money, what they're going to get. They are determined to get whatever return on their investment because they were foolish enough to give him that kind of guaranteed money in the first two years of his contract after he was I in 2022. We're not talking about a guy that made a major, major step up. He was aight because he stayed healthy relatively even though Saquon Barkley was the reason he was aight in 2022. The Giants, that's bold. They're not going to trade it for a quarterback when that guy's about to make $35.5 million in guaranteed money in 2024. Alright, Freddie, your New York Jets will bring in either Devontae Adams or Mike Evans to pair with Aaron Rodgers. Too bold? No. And the reason is because Devontae Adams, they're going to go after him. Especially when whatever they're starting over the Las Vegas Raiders, Devontae Adams may be at a point in his career to not want to wait around for that rebuild. The Raiders are still a year or two away from being a legitimate threat in the AFC West and being a playoff team. They made the right hire with Antonio Pierce. 
But right now, they still don't have a quarterback. And you can't tell me that the guy they had last year, Aiden O'Connell, is their quarterback of the future. Backup quarterback, yes. Regular quarterback, no. I could see the Raiders fortifying their future. You get a couple of draft picks. You don't have to have a first rounder, but you get a third and a fourth for a guy that's going to make the Jets offense with him and Rodgers, Garrett Wilson, and Brees Hall immediate. That is not too bold of a prediction. I agree with you, Freddie. I don't believe it's too bold as well. We're talking about a a quarterback-wide receiver relationship that was pretty deadly when they were in Green Bay together. We know the New York Jets, they must have someone opposite Garrett Wilson. So Aaron Rodgers, he actually has multiple weapons to be able to diversify the football too. And if it's not Devontae Adams, I can easily see it being Mike Evans as well because Mm -hmm. you have to have that other guy that's consistent, that's a veteran that Aaron Rodgers can trust. Mike Evans, in 10 seasons, he's had over 1,000 yards. He's a Super Bowl champion. He understands winning. So that would not be too bold, in my opinion. NFL offseason bold predictions, courtesy of Freddie and Harry. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman, together on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. And series X and Channel 80. Once again, here's our producer, Devin Kane, with more scenarios for offseason bold predictions. RHD, the Patriots will draft Marvin Harrison Jr., third overall, and will wait on a quarterback. Too bold? That's bold as hell, in my opinion. <laughs> and, and I was, I was literally, y'all, I was going back and forth with someone on Twitter X about this the other day, uh-huh. and I had to stop before I got upset. I'm like, well, I'm about to get upset about something. It don't even matter to me. <laughs> but I literally was trying to explain to this guy, it doesn't work like this in the National Football League. When you need a quarterback and you're in a position to take one, and that you, one of those three guys is a guy that you like, that you feel like can change your franchise, you don't say, let me draft a wide receiver and maybe next year we can get our quarterback. Yeah. What if you're not in that position to draft a quarterback next year? Mm-hmm. What if quarterbacks coming out next year yeah. don't toot your horn the way these quarterbacks in this year's draft do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you have an opportunity, if you're the New England Patriots, you have to take your quarterback right now. And you can't play guess who or guess what we're going to do. We're going to do it at a later time. No, you do it right now while you're sitting at three. What he said, and that's a caveat, if the Patriots didn't screw up the quarterback position the last three years, they could take Marvin Harrison number three overall. But the reason they are drafting number three overall is because they stunk as an organization the minute that they pushed Tom Brady out the door. And yes, I'm talking about Bill Belichick. He would rather move on from a, a player a year too early than keep a player a year too late, or in his case, a game too late. He'll cut guys during the season. But if you don't draft a quarterback at number three to really get this going, especially when any guy you choose at number three will be better than the two guys you got there right now, then what are you doing if you are the Patriots and their new head coach, Gerard Mayo? And let me add one more thing to that equation, Freddie. When you look at the AFC East, you better have a quarterback. Because last time I checked, it was Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen, and Tua Tungvaluwa. Mm-hmm. When you look at the AFC as a conference, yeah. if you have a you have no quarterback, you have no chance whatsoever. Don't be trying to wait on the quarterback. You better go ahead and put that young man in place. So you have no faith in Mac Jones having a revitalized situation, huh? Hell to the now. Just wanted to make sure we understand each other. All right, Freddie. Mm-hmm. Anthony Richardson will win Comeback Player of the Year next season. Too bold of a prediction? That's too bold. I'm not a big believer that somebody who is still essentially a rookie should be in the running for comeback player of the year. We don't know what he can do because he was barely getting started with the Indianapolis Colts. That should be reserved for, well, the the award should be renamed the DeMar Hamlin comeback player of the year award. I thought that was an injustice that he did not get comeback player of the year award and Joe Flacco was able to be the recipient of it. They should rename the award as that may good, but yeah, that's a little bit bold for me about Anthony Richardson when he come back play of the year. 
I'm going to go too bold right now because off the top of my head, Dev, I can't think of who would be his running mates off the top of my head. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and say too bold. Yeah. Daniel can, Jones, maybe? Wow. Man, you just almost made me throw up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, shall we move on? Yes, yes, yes please, please. Do, please do. Move on. HD. This way we're going to have clean up an aisle five. There you go. Russell Wilson will not be a starting quarterback this upcoming season. Is that too bold of a prediction? Yeah, I think that's too bold because if you're uh, another team outside of being the Denver Broncos, you can literally get Russell Wilson for the vet minimum and also allow the Denver Broncos to play that large salary that's going to go against their cap this season. So that's why I think that's it. That that's too bold. That's not too bold to me because I wonder how much people paid attention to what happened between Russell Wilson and Sean Payton this previous season in Denver. There are not going to be a lot of spots open for Russell Wilson to be a starting quarterback. And if the spot is open, that means that team's not any good or you're a stopgap guy for a guy they may have drafted already if they decide to bring you in. So I don't think it I don't think that's too bold of a prediction. Don't be surprised if Russell Wilson joins the team and he's a backup with no chance of competing for a starting spot. That may be where that market and Russell Wilson's future in 2024 could lie for a guy that we were talking about being an elite quarterback not too long ago. All right, last one, Freddie. The best landing spot for Justin Fields will be the Pittsburgh Steelers. Too bold of a prediction? It's not too bold, but the best landing spot for Justin Fields is Atlanta with the Falcons. I'm not saying it because my co-host is a guy who played for that organization and grew up in that city. That just makes sense to me. That should be the best landing spot, but it's not too bold of a prediction. If you're the Pittsburgh Steelers, if you don't think that Justin Fields is for you, that means you have a lot of faith in Kenny Pickett. And I don't know if they should have that kind of faith in a guy that may be a washout more than a star quarterback, despite the fact they took him in the first round. Yeah, that's not too bold, but I agree with Freddie. I think Atlanta is a better landing spot for Justin Fields more so than the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. He is Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together. Thanks for joining us on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and always tell you smart speaker to play ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. Protect your home and auto. Save when you bundle by getting a quote at Progressive.com. Speaking of the Pittsburgh Steelers, a guy who many people believe is one of the greatest players in the history of the organization is their quarterback, Terry Bradshaw. Not one, not two, not three, but four Super Bowl rings that adorn his fingers. When he was on the Rich Eisen show, he wants the Pittsburgh Steelers to pump the brakes on moving on from Kenny Pickett 
and bringing in Justin Fields. They're going to beat him up, and they're going to want to trade for Fields in Chicago, and I say that's a huge mistake. You don't need Fields. Stay with what you got. Get him another receiver. Get him an explosive tight end. Give him another tackle. Give him a guard. Have the ability to protect him, and then give him give him guys on the outside. This is a passing league now. Give him people out there that can run and catch the football and that are smart. He's fine. That's their guy. They're probably going to be a lot of negative about it, but that's the guy I would go with. So let me get this straight. Deontay Johnson, <laughs> George Pickens, Pat Fryermuth aren't quality, quality pass catchers, along with a guy in the backfield, Najee Harris, who can run and catch the ball out of the backfield. So those are the guys that he believes aren't more than enough weapons for a Kenny Pickett, even in the best division in football, the AFC North. I want to make sure I heard that correctly from four-time Super Bowl champion Terry Bradshaw on the Rich Eisen Show. Man, I'm not gonna. I'm not going to attack him too badly because he is a Virgo, right? He's born September second. Okay. But Terry Bradshaw is 75 years old, and <laughs> the last time I checked and I looked at the Pittsburgh Steelers, I looked at their skill position players, and I said, "Wow, they're too deep at the running back position." With also Jalen Warren and Najee Harris, and that running game started to get to go get to going late in the season. Deontay Johnson, Pittsburgh pay him. George Pickens, I hear a lot of people talk about how freakish of an athlete he is and how mm-hmm. he's uh, a number one guy and they can, you know, feature him. I look at the tight end position and I see Pat Fryermuth and also Darnell Washington. Uh, I look at that defense and see how that defense uh, actually won some games for them. Mm-hmm. But I also watched the film and I seen Kenny Pickett when it came to George Pickens running a shallow route five or six yards across the field, literally throw the football over his head. I also watched Kenny Pickett on a second down play not throw the ball to the flat by the sidelines to a wide-open Najee Harris, and he decides to run it and then get sacked on third down, and then they don't pick up a first down. I also watched Calvin Austin Jr. down in the, the tight red zone come in motion from the right side of the football field to give the quarterback an indicator that, hey, probably throw it to that guy, and he's wide open in the flat for a touchdown and never look at him. So all those things I've witnessed with my own eyes by mm-hmm. watching film. Yeah. So I don't know or understand what Terry Bradshaw is talking about. Now, from an offensive line standpoint, mm-hmm. could you have a, a few better players? Yes, no I give him that point. Yeah, no doubt. But everything else is 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 here for this team, in my opinion. I think Terry Bradshaw has PTSD from what he went through as a Steelers quarterback when he got there, where many people did not believe him. He was the number one overall pick in the NFL draft when he was drafted in the early seventies, and many people wonder why would you draft this hick from Louisiana. He couldn't spell the old line that he couldn't spell cat if you gave him C and A, and that's the guy you want to be in your starting quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I wonder how much of that is in his mind to say people are saying the same things about me that they're saying about Kenny Pickett. To me, this is a way of defending Kenny Pickett, saying we really haven't had a chance to see this guy, so let's give him another opportunity, even though the people out there are going to be better, either in the draft or Justin Fields, whatever other quarterback you may be thinking about when it comes to the Pittsburgh Steelers. I wonder how much of that is in Terry Bradshaw's mind to say, if they had given up on me the way that people want to give up on Kenny Pickett, then maybe the Steelers don't have that run. Maybe they don't have four championships in six years in the late 70s where he kept getting better and better and having more and more confidence put in him by Chuck Noll, God rest his soul, the head coach, and everybody else in that football team. There were a couple of times that Terry Bradshaw was fighting for his quarterback job with Terry Hanratty, where people said that's a better quarterback than him, and Jefferson Street, Joe Gilliam, when he was in there starting quarterback, and they said maybe that should be the guy. 
I think that's where that's coming from with Terry Bradshaw. He's not shading Justin Fields. I just think that, hey, I went through the same thing in the 70s before we had our run. And if people talked about me and wanted to give up on me that way, the same way they're doing Kenny Pickett, they may be missing out on somebody who, like me, was a first-round pick in the NFL. And, Freddie, my, my response to that would be this. It's different in 2024 than it was back then as well. Because I, you're we, right. we've seen across the board in the landscape of the National Football League how these owners and these GMs and these head coaches might not want to be patient mm-hmm. and wait that long, especially when they see that you have skill position players and you have uh, great teammates alongside Kenny Pickett in which they feel like he should be able to get it done. Right. But also when it comes to Kenny Pickett, this is not a, a guy we're talking about that left college after three years. This is a guy who spent a lot of time in college as well. So he's 25 years old, mm-hmm. and he's not your normal young quarterback either. Right, that's fair. And here's something else. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. I read a great article today in which Kurt Warner, Pro Football Hall of Fame quarterback, he said it is getting a lot harder to evaluate quarterbacks coming out of college because the things they're doing in college are not going to be successful in the National Football League. Yep. Every quarterback in the NFL is not going to the line of scrimmage, clapping their fingers, and then looking at the sideline for the play. In the NFL, you may clap your fingers. Next thing you know, all of a sudden, a clap of thunder is going to be inside your head called a defensive lineman knocking your head off. You don't have time for that. you got to understand the game. He said that's why he was really, really surprised and happily surprised how C.J. Stroud was able to adapt that quickly with the Houston Texans. Because everybody is doing basically the same thing when it comes to quarterbacks in college. Running bubble screens, everything running with pace, getting to the line of scrimmage for the defense is ready. You don't learn how to read defense. It's like that guy's open throwing the football. In the National Football League, you can get the line of scrimmage quickly. You still got to understand where the linebackers are going to be, what the safeties are doing. If, if it's a shallow coverage, if it's a disguise coverage, you got to be able to decipher those things in the line of scrimmage. And he said more than ever before, it's getting harder to evaluate quarterbacks and now you add owners and general managers on top of that saying, man, that's not looking good by year one, year two. They are more apt if they believe that there's a mistake. They're not keeping those mistakes in the building. And they'll say, we'll just draft somebody else and see, or go find somebody else and see if that person's going to work no matter where that guy was drafted. For example, Zach Wilson. The Jets failed him by overdrafting him as far as I'm concerned. He was clearly, clearly not ready to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. But the Jets were impatient because they told everybody who was somebody, Harry, that's the guy that we believe can be the face of the franchise. They put a tremendous amount of pressure on someone who was clearly not ready for that on off the football field. But that's the nature. And it goes back to what Kurt Warner said. It's kind of hard to evaluate these guys because no matter what situation they go to, if you have an impatient owner, impatient coach, and impatient general manager, then those guys are going to be washing out more than getting a chance to prove they belong. Well, I also don't feel like, you know, guys like C.J. Stroud, who's able to get it done like that instantly, he doesn't help the case. When you have a Patrick Absolutely. Mahomes who sits one year and then in his first year starting, mm-hmm. throws the 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns, well, that's not helping the case. True. Well, when you have a Joe Burrow who can have the success that he's had so quickly, well, that's not helping the case. When you have a Brock Purdy who can come in for two injured quarterbacks that was before him and instantly Kyle Shanahan allows him to have 37 pass attempts versus the Miami Dolphins and he goes to an AFC championship game but gets hurt. But then in year two, he's able to lead, help lead the team to a Super Bowl. That doesn't help the case, right? Because what those owners and what those GMs are going to say, why can't our guy do that? But what mm-hmm. they got to understand is that not every situation is the same. Right. But for a guy like Kenny Pickett, 
I thought he went into a good situation. Number one, mm-hmm. he practiced in Pittsburgh. Yep. He played in Pittsburgh. He was in a comfortable position. It's not like you didn't have good surrounding pieces around you as well mm-hmm. if you're Kenny Pickett. Yep. It wasn't like Josh Allen when he went to Buffalo and, man, we got to go get a Stephon Diggs to make this right for Buffalo. It's, it was a different situation for him. So I, I don't know if Pittsburgh would be more willing to wait when – you had pieces in place for him to be successful. Granted, I know I'm going to mention the offensive line. Offensive line is not the greatest. Right. But some of the things that I've seen from Kitty Pickett wasn't always on the offensive line. Yeah, especially if a team does not have confidence in him. That's the sense I've gotten from the Pittsburgh Steelers with that football team, that they look at Kenny Pickett. It seemed like they played a lot better and a lot harder for Mason Rudolph than they did for Kenny Pickett. Mm-hmm. That may be more of an indictment on Kenny Pickett more than – raising up Mason Rudolph, not trying, to, not trying to slight him. But that team seemed to play a lot better and a lot harder for Mason Rudolph than they did for a guy who was a first-round pick almost two years ago when it came to Kenny Pickett and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Just a thought. Just a thought. What are your NFL bowl predictions for this offseason going into the season? We want to hear from you at Triple H, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. The bolder, the better. We may not shade you. We might laugh at you, but it is your right. Your NFL offseason bowl predictions, Triple H say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Meanwhile, we're going to get to the see-through when it comes to Major League Baseball and their new uniforms. We are not making that up. Only fans is next on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. A little Harry Yoki on this Love Friday edition of Freddie and Harry. He, the man doing Harry Yoki is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us on the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80 and told your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Major League Baseball game going on right now. First of two preseason games that happen between the San Diego, San Diego Padres, excuse me, the Los Angeles Dodgers. So, Springtime's right around the corner. Some sunshine, getting ready for some baseball. Let's bring it out, man, who's an FOS friend of the show. He is Doug Glanville, ESPN Major League Baseball analyst. Hit him on Twitter at Doug Glanville. Doug, before you can talk about storylines going into spring training, whether it's in Florida, Arizona, what is going on? What is going on? Excuse me, Major League Baseball and baseball pants that were see through. What do you make of all that, my friend? Uh, good to be back, Freddie. Um... Yeah, well, look, I'll tell you, the, the fashion factor is, is, is a big deal to players. And, you know, outside of just, like, looking good, it's it's like it's got to feel good. You're going to wear these pants all year. Uh, you know, you got all this uh, comfort that you're dealing with. You're playing in hot climates, outdoors, indoors, in the snow. So uh, it's important. And uh, so I don't know. They're going to have to revisit this. You know, you wonder if the commission is going to fully step in and, reset but at least that's the point of spring training you're kind of trying to get things right and apparently the apparel side is doing the same thing so doug generally speaking as spring training games begin what are some of the things that you really like to pay attention to um to give you a good insight into a team or a player heading into this season i spent a lot of time looking at the health 
and just seeing who's mm-hmm. on the shelf, who's ready to go, who's day to day, because that's going to be the key factor to, to see who gets off to that full start. You know, what team is going to have all the personnel available. I mean, that's a big deal over the course of a long season. And the teams that have a lot of depth, the resources, Dodgers, for example, you know, they might be able to weather that better than others. But there's some teams that are very finely tuned to needing everybody to be, you know, full capacity, like Cincinnati Reds, teams like that, Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, so I pay a lot of attention to that. You know, the numbers are nice. It's nice to get off to a good start. Yeah. But really, you want to break camp with everybody available, and that's a tall order these days. Yeah, talking a little baseball with our man Doug Glanville, ESPN Major League Baseball analyst. Hit him on Twitter at Doug Glanville. Joining us on Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio. You mentioned Los Angeles Dodgers. Everybody wondering about the health of Shohei Otani. No longer an angel, now Los Angeles Dodger. One of our contemporaries, and you know him very well like I do, is Eduardo Perez, ESPN Major League Baseball analyst. When he was on SportsCenter last night, he says, hey, Dodgers, don't screw this up. This team is built for that, and they spent a lot of energy and a lot of money being able to get the pieces together. Now, the, the regular players, the Mookie Betts, the Freddie Freemans, the Shoya Tanis, they're going to post. As long as they're healthy, they are going to post. And Tasker Hernandez signing for a one-year deal, that's going to play a major way. But the big question to all of this in L.A. is, is the pitching going to be as good as they feel that it can be? Are they going to be healthy? Is Yamamoto going to be that ace pitcher that they need? And are they going to be able to get the innings enough to to be able to last an entire season? In essence, he's saying that for this successful season to be like that, it's World Series a bust for the Hollywood Swingers, Doug. What are your thoughts about that? Yeah, there's no doubt that that's everybody's mind. First of all, the money that they spent, the talent that they have, uh, the time that's ticking. And Dave Roberts has been one of the great managers. I mean, he's he's personable. He knows his players. The players like him. You know, he does so many things well. Uh, but they, when they continue to pour resources, then eventually that microscope, that focal point starts to become on changing the leadership. And you know, this guy's been you know, racking up 100 wins a year but they're trying to punch that ticket and they were able to do it in the, the shortened season with COVID. Uh, but they're, they're trying to repeat it, especially with the money going in. Uh, the pitching is the problem. That, that's really the question mark for a lot of teams. But in the Dodgers case, you look back to last year, they, their whole rotation was gone for various reasons, whether domestic issues off the field or whether it was just health. Uh, you can't, you can't do a whole lot missing four out of your five starters consistently. So if they don't have that, then all of a sudden your bullpen gets taxed and you need another level of depth to be able to survive a shortened starting rotation. Uh, that, that doesn't matter how much offense you have, if you don't have that ability to get out and catch the ball, you're not going to go far, even a team as loaded as the Los Angeles Dodgers. Now, from the West Coast all the way to the East Coast, and when we talk about the East Coast, it is the New York Yankees, and they were very aggressive in upgrading their roster, adding Juan Soto to a lineup with Giancarlo Stanton and also the great Aaron Judge. What's your early read on the 2024 Yankees? A lot of excitement around, you know, because you also you combine that with someone like Volpe, shortstop. I mean, Volpe was a guy that was able to, get that one year of experience and be that everyday player. And now a year later, you're like, okay, you know, he's no, he knows what it takes to play in New York. He's familiar and, uh, you know, is poised to do much better work. And so you add experience and then you have the horses, so to speak, you know, the Aaron judges of the world who now have 
one of the great generational talents with Juan Soto in that lineup, who's just going to be on base. You just you might as well just install a people mover from you know home to first base. I mean, this guy just is on base, and so whether he's knocking someone in or just getting on base, uh, that's that's a big difference maker because the Yankee offense just really struggled last season. And there's no better boost than getting a player as great offensive force as one Soto. So, Doug, I literally thought that the Yankees wasted a season, a really good season from Garrett Cole. Mm-hmm. How imperative is it for him to have a season in 2024 like he had in 2023 if the Yankees want to do something? They, they need him. They need, you know, I mean, he had a phenomenal season. You talk about, you know, a great contract, a guy who's lived up to it, just keeps getting better, finally gets to Cy Young. Uh, you know, Garrett Cole has delivered, and he has to continue to deliver for the Yankees just to have that X factor to be able to just get separate from the pack. You're talking about a really good American League East division. I mean, this is nasty. You got Baltimore is better. They, they they got Corbin Burns. You go Boston. I mean, you know, there's no cakewalk. Trevor Story's back. Toronto can hit. Tampa's always good. So, you know, you can't just be good in that division. You have to separate yourself. Garrett Cole is that type of force that can do it because every time you give him the ball, you have a great shot at a W and a great shot of saving your bullpen for tomorrow. Doug Glanville, ESPN Major League Baseball analyst on Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio. If you walk down Plain of American Streets right now and ask them who won the World Series last year, you ask 10 people, nine might not be able to tell you that the Texas Rangers were the champions of Major League Baseball. Everybody's not talking about them. I get it. They're not sexy enough. But based on what you're going to see, what you believe, what kind of chance do they have to make it back-to-back like they did in 2023? Great chance. I mean, Bruce Bochy is a Hall of Fame manager, and there's a reason for it. Every year, he knows his personnel. He's so good at assessing his talent and getting the most out of them. And Bochy is someone who's going to just try to do something different, right? He's won you know, those even years. He finally won an odd year, and now he has a chance to repeat. Um, I think they have, you know, just as much talent and they bite up some pitchers that get healthy, like a Jacob deGrom or someone who may eventually get back on the hill. Uh, that makes them really scary. Now, they're hurt. They've got some banged up a little bit, Josh Young and, and Corey Seager. So like any other team, you know, they have to stay on the field and uh, they're a team that, that needs that offensive firepower. And if they can get the pitching, whether they, you know, Jordan Montgomery is out there, there's still some free agents looming around, but either way, they're going to be really good again. And, uh, you know, the Houston Astros are also a lot better too, so it's not going to be easy. But never count the Rangers out in Bruce Bochy. Doug, for Mets fans like Freddie Coleman, um, you know, (laughs) he's not doing too well right now. Last year it was Edwin Diaz Mm. that got lost before the season actually started. Mm. Now you look yeah. at their A Singa go down with a shoulder injury. Oh boy. What do you say to Mets fans that don't have much hope right now, but some kind of way wishing they can find it? Well, I think first they need to build a statue to Mookie Wilson. All right. That, that might actually <laughs> <laughs> They, they got to do something radical. <laughs> One of the legends of the team. Um, look, they, they have the money. They're not afraid to spend it. Uh, and they still have the talent on the field. You know, these guys, you know, maybe a little stressed out last year, you know, got to just play. They just have to play their game. You know, yeah. we look at the lineup, you're like, there's a lot of good players here. It's not, they don't really have a lot of problems. I think uh, that's a big blow on the health side. But they're also a team that's willing to make moves. 
at the trade deadline. So it's one thing to just be like, oh, we're good, but we don't have the resources to make the move to get that piece that pushes us over. Most teams you find in the postseason, that's what they do. Okay, they're good, but then they get that X player, and then they go, and that player actually propels them a piece, a small piece even. So I'm curious to see like that factor of whether the Mets are going to not only just ride this really good team in terms of talent, and then they play up to the expectations, and then they actually can make the moves they need to make at the break, You know, looking ahead to who are the free agent class of next year that are going to be available if they're on a team that's struggling this year. Uh, there'll be some arms out there, and, and right. that might be the key, whether, whether Singer's there or not, uh, whether they can actually punch that ticket. I just do not want to be saying by May 15th, M-E-T-S must end the season when it comes to the New York Mets, but we shall certainly see as far as that don't, goes. Don't worry, Doug. He don't have to worry because I'm going to let him know. If it's not right, this Braves fan is going to let him know everything he needs to hear. I promise you, Doug. I so hate you right now, Harry Douglas. He's Doug Glanville, who I don't hate. ESPN Major League Baseball analyst. Great follow on Twitter, Doug Glanville. Always great to catch with him and get us ready for a little spring and a little baseball here on Freddie and Harry. Appreciate you, DG. Keep it the great work, my man, we'll talk to you soon. All right, Freddie. Harry, good talking to you guys. Yeah, great stuff by Doug Glanville. By the way, if you want to catch some spring training action, if you're living somewhere where there's been a whole bunch of snow and not a lot of sunshine, the Dodgers are currently taking on the San Diego Padres. That game right now on ESPN. With Harry Douglas, who used to be my friend, hit him on Twitter at hdouglas83. I'm Freddie Coleman. Hit me up anytime you want to Coleman ESPN. Part of Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance. And how bold can you get when it comes to your NFL offseason predictions? I believe you can get plenty, plenty bold. So let's hear it. Triple H say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Your bold NFL offseason predictions to get us ready for 2024. 888-729-3776. Talk that talk on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. It's Love Friday edition of Freddie and Harry. He's Harry Douglas. Freddie Coleman together. Thanks for joining us as well on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80. Waiting for you Easy that killer. <laughs> Easy that killer. And don't forget to tell your smart speaker, tonight is the night to play ESPN Radio. Today is the day for you to give us your bold predictions when it comes to the NFL and the offseason. How bold can you go about what you believe better happen or will happen in the NFL when the 2024 regular season comes around? Triple H say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Always one of our favorites is the mighty wolf in the great state of Virginia. Three, two, one. Yeah, that's my pack brothers. <laughs> What's up, Mr. Pac-Man? How you doing, Wolf? I'm doing fine, but I wanted to lay one thing on you. Okay. Now listen closely, because I'm out here in the cold doing this. Listen here. Uh, now, you oh. know what that was? Oh, he's chopping that wood. That was me. That was me splitting that wood. Look at because, you. Harry, if you ever come through a town like Chattanooga, Tennessee, okay. and break your promise, to me. Wow. You come to and, and you come, listen, you'll be splitting wood in the backyard. Wow. <laughs> Threatening people on radio. I, on you. I, heard, I heard that call, man. I heard that call. You didn't show up. I had to lay it on you. <laughs> that, that's Wolf. That, that's Wolf's way saying he's got your back, Harry. That's what he's saying. Yeah, hey, pre- exactly, appreciate you, man. Of course. I know you'll show. I know you do the right thing. You come down here and you watch JMU or UVA play. There we go. We'll always host you. There we go. Um, there we go. <laughs> I, I, 
I wanted to say to you that the Jets okay. have a three-year lifespan with Aaron Rodgers' max. I'd love to see them strengthen that offensive line, and I'd love to see Russell will Russell uh, uh, get in behind them and uh, and back that team up. That's where he belongs. Russell see, Wilson well, belongs as a backup on that team. Well, that's how you know Russell Wilson don't belong in New York. You can barely get it out your damn mouth. Hey, 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 hey. Russell just... Wilson does not belong in New York. Why? Him and, Nathaniel ha- Him and Nathaniel Hackett was together in Denver. Okay. You can't have the main piece be Aaron Rodgers and then bring the side piece and Russell Wilson to the house. That's not going to go over with. Well, he's not the head coach, though. He, Nathaniel sure, Hackett. You sure he's not? I'm, I'm talking about I'm, Aaron Rodgers. Well, I'm not talking about that. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers would not be threatened by Russell Wilson as his backup quarterback. That before, would work out just be, fine. Before they do that, okay. I promise you they would run it by Aaron Rodgers. Oh, I'm sure they would. I don't think Aaron would be opposed to that. He's not going to play forever, and now you got a quality backup quarterback that can learn and resurrect his career in New York. Potentially when Aaron Rodgers is done, if he doesn't, you move off an older quarterback and draft somebody else. Nathaniel Hack is not the head coach. It would it won't be as much of a soap opera as you're trying to put out there, my friend. It would. I don't be. think Robert Sala would do that. Well, that's a whole once different you, conversation. Once, once you said you're committed to Aaron Rodgers, you can find a backup somewhere or whatnot. But can uh, you find a backup like that? Like what? Like Russell Wilson? Can you find a backup like that? So you're telling me if Aaron Rodgers gets hurt again, mm-hmm. Russell Wilson is going to lead the New York Jets to the playoffs? It'd be a lot better with him doing that than having Zach Wilson and all the other guys they have as the backup quarterback when Aaron Rodgers got injured. I'll I'll, I'll trust that more than anything else, to be honest I, with you. I, I honestly don't see it happening. Okay, That's because you want Russell Wilson for yourself, the backup quarterback. Well, no, but but here's, here's my thing. Mm-hmm. If Russell Wilson can't – just listen to my logic for a second. If okay. Russell Wilson can't be a starting quarterback, mm-hmm. why would Russell Wilson play this season? Because you need a job. You want to have no, he don't. Do he doesn't. He doesn't need a job because he's getting thirty. Was it thirty? Thirty-nine million dollars guaranteed. But he wants to play, and he doesn't want to be out of sight, out of mind. So why would he not go somewhere that he could like potentially be the starter? Why if, would he go to New York where you know Aaron Rodgers is going to be the starter? But there are no guarantees he's going to be the starter when it comes to Russell Wilson. There are no guarantees that anybody else is out there. Those slots may be closed anyway when it comes to be a starting quarterback. Well, Freddie, I would think his chances are better okay. somewhere else versus yeah. the, the New York Jets where Aaron Rodgers is going to be quarterback. We'll see. Ed in Michigan, what is your NFL offseason bowl prediction at 888-729-3776? Hey, guys. Mr. Big Spoon here, Freddie. Mm-hmm. Listen. Uh, Justin Fields to Pittsburgh. Okay. He's gonna he's gonna throw for over four thousand yards. Pittsburgh's gonna win that division, and Chicago's gonna win three games. And the play, fans are gonna lose their absolute minds. <laughs> Justin Fields, I believe, whether it's Pittsburgh or Atlanta, is gonna fit just nicely. Thank you very much. Yep. I I, could, I don't know about four thousand yards, but I can see thirty five hundred in the right kind of place where he has a chance to be the quarterback that I believe he's going to be. I can see that happening 3,500 yards, whether it's Pittsburgh or the Atlanta Falcons. And I think the bad thing when it comes to Justin Fields that a lot of people may may think about is that he's not a good quarterback. I, I still believe Justin Fields can become a wonderful quarterback in the National Football League and have right. a promising career moving forward. Yeah. I, I don't think he's really – we've seen him scratch the surface. I don't think he's nowhere near his yeah. – his his peak. Yeah, no doubt about that. I really that. don't. Yeah, I'm with you. He has a lot to offer still as a young, young quarterback. Anonymous in Washington, D.C., what is your bold prediction when it comes to the NFL? Uh, 
Uh, Mr. Can y'all hear me? Yeah, we got yes, you. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm sorry I didn't call about a bro prediction. I had a bone to frick with Mr. Freddie. Oh, boy. Uh, uh, yes, I, um, you know, in honor of love Friday, you know, one of these Fridays, I decided to get romantic with my wife and I, uh, you know, had the music right, had the mood set, got my Teddy Pendergrass, my Marvin Gaye, you know, okay. Luther, everything's right. Love yeah, Friday. And my little, <laughs> <laughs> had my smoking jacket and my ass crop. Well, okay. actually it was just my robe and a handkerchief, but it was clean though. Okay. And, um, I decided that, you know, everything was good, had the food, right? And, you know, everything was perfect. She walks in, hey, babe, everything's looking good. You know, and she was going to be dessert. And then I decide. Okay, make it to quick. Try and get my voice as low as Freddy's. I should have got my handsome Harry on. But I decided- <laughs> Boy, your bold predictions next. Bold voice included on Freddie and Harry. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.